0: Bye. Mm-hmm. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Kansas City-based guitarist, composer, and educator Alan Voss. Originally from Independence, Missouri, he moved to the East Coast for some time before coming back to Kansas City to raise a family. These days, he leads bands of his own and freelances with various other groups. He's promoting his debut and new 2023 album called Boabab. It's a fascinating tree that proves a great metaphor. We cover his life, this album. the future along with a little bit more enjoy this interview
1: hey thanks for reaching out thanks for taking a minute out i i love it
2: thank you i appreciate it
1: so before we get into your debut album which is a big deal a big you know shout into the jazz world the first statement i want to know you know especially now we're looking at the march calendar i'm sure there's ptsd from 2020 and i'm wondering how you survived that three year period and how it's changed the way that you approach music and life now?
2: Well, um yeah, everything kind of slowed down. Um it gave me a little more time to to uh practice and uh also consider writing writing this album. Um it it was it was pretty tough. I tried to do some live streams. Um I worked with a singer named Heidi McHale and we did a few uh live streams. Um, but yeah, it was just definitely, uh, surreal for sure. Well,
1: and I guess looking on the back end of this, the beauty of it is now is, is that the world's waking up and I know for sure Kansas city is really coming to life with live music. Releasing your debut album has to feel good now.
2: Oh yes, it's for sure. It's been a, a long time coming as well. Um, but I'm, I'm, uh, I was super glad to, uh, work on the project and work with such great musicians and, uh, and realize it and uh you know kind of like you said kind of coming out of the pandemic uh you know get the ball rolling like here i am (laughs) you know yeah so
1: it's the name of the project is boopath correct
2: yeah right
1: so talk to me a little bit with this being your opening statement into the world of jazz the, the world community in kansas city talk to me about how you artistically crafted this project and put it together
2: well, as I was, uh, beginning to, to work, work on some ideas for the album on, on new music, um, I had read an article about, uh, baobab trees and it said that, um, they typically don't bear fruit, uh, for the first 50 years. And I thought, wow, <laughs> I'm 51, you know, uh, and I'm, wor- I'm working on my first album. So it kind of struck a nerve and then I, I started, uh, Reading more about the trees and uh how they are um a vital resource even in deserts where they uh the the fruit that they produce is very nutritious for animals and, and even uh humans and they they store up water uh in their trunk and and uh animals can chew on the bark and and survive you know um and they're sort of an odd looking tree and i i suppose i'm maybe odd looking you know so it kind of resonated with me. Um, and I, my hope for the album is that it, it will be a source of, of, uh, you know, hope for people that it will be, um, something to maybe lift their mood or, or make them, uh, you know, make their day better. Something, uh, maybe a little meditative. Um, but I've, I've always kind of, uh, leaned towards the ethereal, ethereal sound. I love everything from, you know, ECM the ECM catalog and, um, so, and I, I you know, in, in in the world where sometimes more notes and and everything is is better, you know, my world, in my world, I I like to leave a little space and uh, and leave some room for uh, melodic ideas to develop, you know. So that was kind of the goal that we had for the album.
1: What a majestic tree! It looks kind of like a hybrid between a bonsai and a Joshua tree and and yeah. maybe, you know, maybe a big redwood trunk kind of thing. That's pretty cool. That's, that's a great yeah. story. Great metaphor, tie-in. So, Alan, let's get to the beginnings of this, speaking of tree, your roots of how you got into jazz and music. Take me back to where you were born and raised and how this jazz journey began for you. Where, the, where were the seeds planted for you?
2: Well, um, I was uh, born in Independence. I've uh, lived lived here uh, in Kansas City area most of my life. We... we uh, lived on the East Coast for about about eight years, um and then came back and raised our son here. Um but uh my m- mother would play uh a lot of B.B. King, uh, Aretha Franklin, um uh you know, Sam Cook, Gladys Knight, uh that those types of records. And my dad loved uh he would play Stanley Nelson records. Um and that's kind of my foray into drums and my, and actually drums were my first instrument. Um, and I always as a ch- as a kid I always dreamed of being a professional musician. Um so I would I would listen to all kinds of music and I would read Modern Drummer magazine and of course, you know, Art Blakey, Evan jo- uh, Elvin Jones was in there, Max Roach. I would read about all these drummers and then I would go check out their music. And uh really fell in love with elvin jones uh a lot i I love uh anything that elvin jones is on um but i you know i started listening to these records and then i started uh you know uh, an appreciation for jazz and uh there was always kind of a guitar around the house and so i would i would kind of play with both and and uh write write some music you know here and there um but then I, I, as I got older I I'd always dreamed of going to Berkeley College of Music and um I ended up going there when I was uh 25 uh because at, at age 25 you're considered um an adult so they you know I got I got more loans basically um it's very very expensive school uh basically just as much as medical school so um but you know you come out with you don't have a medical degree a degree you're a musician so but um yeah i I started studying guitar and then um got to berkeley and and uh completed their core music program and and studied a little bit of jazz composition and um uh, you know the whole the whole process there the whole uh experience there at Berkeley was amazing uh with all the visiting artists and you know gary i rode the elevator with Gary Burton a few times you know um but uh, I had some great teachers there and uh and then we we lived on the east coast for a while uh new york state, and then like I said, we came back and and um uh raised our son here but um I had been uh in various bands over the years I was in uh green card the reggae band uh back in the nineties used to play the grand emporium um uh, various uh rock rock bands and, and a little bit of blues and so but then uh the, the the jazz bug kinda hit me and um that's kind of been my focus uh since uh you know Berkeley and and uh and on. So
1: that's wonderful. Yeah. Man the yeah. Grand Emporium, what a magic place.
2: Yeah, so many great memories.
1: Yeah, for sure. So talk to me a little bit you kind of gave me the timeline um that that's been pretty accurate. What's going on with you in the Kansas City jazz scene now and playing live shows?
2: Well, I've been uh working with uh Heidi McHale for uh several years. We've played um the Phoenix, we used to play twelve Baltimore, um uh, we've played Stock Hill, um, various places, um and then i had uh, a, as a drummer i had a a dress trio uh where we did some hotel hotel residencies and um various uh you know functions different different places basically any any place we could find so um i'm a, i am still a little bit of an outsider um an, and not not a lot of people know know me or know of me um so i'm hoping hoping the the album helps with that you know like like you said, it's kind of a statement like here I am this is this is what I love, you know um so hopefully hopefully people you know resonate with it um it may not be uh, traditional jazz uh per se it may not be you know tick all the boxes for everybody, but hopefully it's uh, something they can you know resonate with and appreciate so
1: sounds good, man. So what is it that you like that I mean, you know I know you you were here initially went to the East coast and came back, but coming back and seeing the Kansas city scene, what do you like the best about the Kansas city jazz scene?
2: Well, there's such a a rich, uh, you know, history and, and in the scene, um, you know, a a thread that, that goes through, uh, so many, uh, of the older musicians that mentored, uh, younger musicians. And, um, there are, uh, You know, for a while there, it was it was pretty slim, and if I think it's come back, there are more opportunities. You know, of course, we lost Jardines and uh, some of the other places, but uh, other places have popped up. So, um, I I personally love to play. You know, listening rooms, which I wish I wish we had more. I'm hoping that we can get get some more listening environments um you know i love westport coffee house for that that aspect you know tom is doing an amazing thing there um offering a place where you can you know you can cr- kind of create an experience and it's not just uh you know the the bar scene um but i always i always kind of prefer uh you know to being a kind of an ethereal artist I love to set a mood and and you know kind of fill the room with with a a certain vibe and a certain you know ambiance and uh, it's kind of hard to do that when it's when it's loud and you know and I understand people are having fun and, and you know listening and that uh, that's great there's a time for that but I I I personally love to uh uh you know kind of create the vibe and um I'm I've been looking for places where I can I can hold concerts and, and, uh, and, and do that, so.
1: You know, especially being away from Kansas City and coming back, what do you like the best about Kansas City as a city?
2: Uh, well, you know, there's so much, uh, that, well, we have, you know, a, a, an amazing, um, uh, the, the Kauffman is an amazing performing arts center. I'm proud of Kansas City for that. Uh, we have the Nelson. We have great, great museums, great artists, lots, so many artists of different disciplines. Here, um, we have, uh, you know, such a rich blues history as well, um, and, uh, and the jazz, of course, the, um, young and old, uh, old jazz uh, musicians are, are kind of percolating here, kind of like a, a mixing pot of, of all, you know, different, you know, you have traditional jazz, you have more contemporary with, um, hip-hop and, and, uh, Rap uh, mixed in. Uh, the you know the Marcus Lewis big band is happening. Um, so yeah, I just I'm really proud of Kansas City. You know that when I was younger, the downtown area was was just vacant at night. You know nothing going on down there. So I'm I'm glad uh, that that's developed. And uh, you know there's there's an energy to a, a city where there where there are things going on. Um, you know, if you go to New York, there's always, always something going on and it gives you, there's an excitement and a, an energy to it that you kind of feed off as an, as an artist. Uh, but yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I was just curious, you know, speaking of live music, what was the first live show, jazz show specifically that you ever saw that really motivated you or made you want to do it?
2: Oh boy. Um, my, probably, to be honest, Ida Macbeth, who we just unfortunately lost. I was, I was crushed, but, uh, my mom would take me to hear Ida Macbeth at the point quite a bit. And, uh, man, just, you know, her, just herself, you know, <laughs> just amazing, just the, the gift and the, you know, talk about captivating a room, you know, she, she had that ability. And then always just top flight musicians played with her. Um, you know, I used to try to hear Inner String with with Danny Embry and Rod Fleeman and Bob Bowman as often as I could. So that that was a, a rich guitar guitar inspiration for me as well. Right on. So why do you love jazz? Why do I love jazz? Well, I just love the freedom of it. Um, you know, of course, you you work on your craft and you work on your. Uh, the mechanics of it, but I just love the freedom, uh, that it, that it, it, uh, embodies as far as, uh, you know, c- spontaneously creating melodies. I try, I do have, of course, everybody has their, their licks and their, their go-to, you know, uh, things that they do that kind of give them character, but I, I love to explore, uh, kind of on the edge and, and just work on finding melodies that's my my mode of operation is uh you know finding melodies that that are that are beautiful um and I do I do love to play free as well and even you know sometimes it's uh, I enjoy playing just just noise or random random things but um uh typically I, I I love to have a a palette you know a something to float on and, and, and search for melodies. That's, that's the fun part for me and, and, uh, working with a band to kind of, um, develop some themes and, and see, you know, what we can do as far as, uh, playing, playing the songs differently every time, you know, exploring and finding, finding new ways to express the melody and the harmony that's there. So for, yeah, for me, jazz is, uh, is a you know it's a conversation you know you learn you learn your alphabet you learn your ABCs you learn your uh, the certain terms and certain uh, things and then you just have a conversation which is is a lot of fun for sure
1: absolutely so everyone out there has a perception of you your family your friends your fans but ultimately you live your life what's your perception of you who do you think you are
2: I've I've uh, never. I've never tried. uh I've never I guess I've never been able to fit the mold uh, as much as I've tried I've never fit you know I always had to kind of find my own way uh for better or for worse and um I uh I kind of thrive on not not fitting the mold and and basically you know usually if you tell me I can't do something and I really want to do it I'll I will do it I will find a way you know um, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I, I kind of like being, you know, a little bit of an outsider, a little different. Um, you know, I try, you know, I have a lot of influences, but I, I try not to just, you know, mimic, mimic those, those people. I just try to kind of find my own way and, and take take from uh different people, different musicians the things that I like and and then uh incorporate it into my own kind of my own thing. So yeah, I guess uh just being an individual individualist a little bit is kind of my uh musical personality. So
1: So let me ask you this. If we were to go get to a time machine and go back in time and see anybody in the history of Kansas City Jazz Live on 18 of 5 who would you want to see
2: oh well definitely uh, you know Charlie Parker of course uh, the early you know Jay McShan would be it would be amazing to see Jay McShan as the as young man uh, tearing it up tearing it up down there uh, you know um, a lot of the great singers yeah it would, it would just be fascinating and then you know all the artists that came through town as well and then of course you have some of the older blues artists as well So. It would it would be fascinating, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Alan, hey man, thank you for reaching out to me on Jazz. I really appreciate you taking time out and opening up about your life and music. And best of luck with this album and the release. I look forward
0: to catching you live.
2: Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you as well.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Boston, New York City, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Alan for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Jazz interviews on Apple Podcast, Spotify. You can subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
1: Beyond jazz.